Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Graham. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversations and to use them to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Christy H. Sullivan, human design and self-care expert, author, and speaker, who is on a mission to help busy women stop overworking and start overflowing. She hosts a virtual community for female personal development junkies like herself to create better wellness, improve relationships, shift mindsets, and manifest more success, wealth, and freedom to live their best life by design. Christy is lead author of a best-selling Amazon book called Stop Overworking and Start Overflowing, 25 Ways to Transform Your Life Using Human Design, published in October 2021 and is currently working on book six. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Christy. Thank you so much for having you, Rhonda. Oh, it's such a pleasure. So what field were you working in and why did you decide to do what you're doing now? So I've had a longtime career in marketing and communications. And along the way, I discovered yoga and had an interest in health and wellness and really started to do things for myself around personal development. And I came across human design as one of those things. And um, then I had an opportunity to change jobs in 2020. And I leaned into what we'll talk about human design and decided that people wanted to know more about it and I wanted to teach it. So that's sort of how I shifted from marketing, which I enjoy doing for many years Mm -hmm. and stepped over the threshold to be my own uh, self-employed entrepreneur uh, teaching human design. Wonderful. So can you talk about uh, what human design is? Because a lot of for a lot of our listeners, this might be the first time that they've heard uh, about this. Yes, definitely. I find there's either people have heard a little bit or nothing at all. Mm -hmm. The way I first describe it is it's a little astrology on steroids because it is your unique It's your unique energetic blueprint based on your birth date, but it's different than astrology because it gives you a sense of how you operate. This is based again on your birth date. It doesn't change and it's who you are at your core. So if I were to hand you sort of an operating manual to say, this is how you're built. Mm -hmm. And then you can recognize the things that um, you've learned over life conditioning and programming that is sort of the layers on top of that natural energetic blueprint that you have. And we're all uniquely built. So it's not like there's only 12 Zodiac signs. This is an actual uh, operating system for who you are individually. 
Mm-hmm. Because there's some shamans who do this and some other people who, I'm not saying that they do what you do, but they, they can uh, chart you and your life by your birth date, right? And so you seem to be more in depth. So this system came about actually in the 80s, but it's based on some ancient wisdom. It's okay. based on a set of astro- astrology, the chakra system, Kabbalah and I Ching. And you don't uh-huh. have to know all of them, but it mm-hmm. probably makes sense that others do um, kind of life readings based on that birth information. Human design is more like the mechanics. I ca- I describe it as like, we're all on a life journey and sometimes mm. the shamans can, can give you direction and, mm. and provide sort of an outlook. But what I do is tell you the car that you're driving on that path and how that ah. car is wired. Ah, interesting. Can you give us an example? Well, for example, um, I myself am a type called the generator and okay. my wiring means that I am here to be like a worker bee. I love doing things, being productive, doing the right kind of work. Um, and I have the energy for it when I'm healthy and rested. And um, so that just gives me this idea that like my car battery is large, but I have to be using it correctly. I need okay. to make sure that I'm um, sleep sleeping well and mm-hmm. making sure that I'm getting movement every day. Things like that, that I find mm-hmm. very interesting. And it helps me to um feel like life isn't so hard to work at. I'm not trying to push myself and I can ease more into more of a flow. Right. Well, it sounds very, very interesting. So did you want to read my chart? Absolutely. Yes. I do that for my pod, my podcast, uh, hosts always get a little mini reading from me. And so I ran your chart and you are a subset of the generator. You're the subset (laughs) of a generator called the manifesting generator. Okay. And, uh, generators make about, make up about 70% of the population and you are a subset about 35%. So you're like me similar Mm -hmm. in that Mm -hmm. you like to be doing things and we're here to help make things kind of progress. Um, once they're initiated and created, um, we are good with follow through. And what's different about you is that you might operate a little quicker than I do. You like to find shortcuts. Um, you also may, uh, again, miss steps and finding those shortcuts, but you're really, your energy may be juggling a few things at once and not just focus on one thing (laughs) at a time. And that's okay. If people tell you, you know, slow down, your energy is a little quicker and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Well, that's interesting because I do do, um, I'm involved in quite a few different things and, uh, what I've learned to do is only focus on what I'm doing right this second. And I don't uh, think about the workload that's uh, on top of that. I just focus on what I'm doing. And I think that has, um, you know, that heads you towards success because you, you just focus in on one thing, get it done. And then you say, what is the next most important thing to do, right? Yeah, exactly. So I think 
for us as generator types, and again, 70% of the population are, what's important is that we're not overdoing and putting our attention in so many places that we're burning out. Right. So while you can juggle different projects, it's still important that you do the things that feel good to you. And if it's one thing at a time, then that works for you. And um, I know for me, it, it, it's great to have like my own schedule where I can build in downtime and self-care right. time. And so it helps us if we can to manage our energy so that we can be more productive, not by doing more, but doing it more efficiently. Mm-hmm. I love what you said there, managing our energy. So, and, and then, and that's part of self-care. So can we talk about self-care? Because a lot of people may not be factoring that into their daily routine. Absolutely. And I do want to point out that about 30% of the population, when you look at their human design type and um, their design, are not built with the same car battery that these generators are, where we are consistently have workforce, life force energy. They need a lot more downtime during their day so that, again, they can find small pockets of time to work in short bursts successfully, but to not get drained, especially um, they don't, again, have that car battery to uh, that large car battery. It's smaller and they need to recharge throughout the day. So self-care for them isn't even important. I think what we're sometimes focused on is the idea that our productivity is what we're measured for. Mm-hmm. And we're not yes. recognizing the mechanism behind that productivity and how our alignment of our energy, how we manage uh, our health and wellness is so important so that we can be aligned so that the productivity is the right kind of also productivity, not one that burns us out because we can be productive Mm -hmm. and work hard, but if we're suffering and feeling burned out and frustrated, it's not going to be great. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I find uh, just get out of the office for a little bit and uh, change the scenery. Uh, even it can help. And uh, an afternoon nap is something sometimes nice too, right? Um, even if it's yeah, just, and self so yeah, go ahead, yeah. Self care can come in so many different forms. So for some, it might just be you know getting out in outside in nature. For some, mm-hmm. maybe resting and actually closing your eyes and and reclining. Uh, Yes, that's for sure. Now you wrote a book um, that uh, for busy women, really, right? Which is stop overworking and start overflowing. So can you unpack that for us? Sure. The book, first of all, is a collaboration. There are 25 human design experts like myself who each contributed a chapter Beautiful. and each of us talk about how we discovered human design, our journey, our transformation, and some tips and tools for managing your energy, even if you don't know your human design. And so it's not a technical book. There's other books out there that explain your energy type, what it means to be a generator and, and um, the other aspects of your chart. But this is more of a storybook form and inspirational so that even if you don't know what human design is, you can 
get some real uh, insight into making shifts in your life so that it's more in alignment for who you are. So you're trying to be more authentic instead of trying to fit like the round, you know, square peg in a round hole uh, theory mm-hmm. to be more of who you are and accepting of yourself. Mm-hmm. So interesting because do you find that um, a lot of people may not even identify the types of things that uh, would be in this book until they read about it? And then they would probably want to try and put those types of things into their schedule. Well, it's interesting because to be honest, I feel like those people who may be listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. or picking up my book or connecting to understand their human design, that the, those folks usually are already on some kind of personal development journey. And so, so they're already kind of digging under the layers to see Mm -hmm. who are they, what makes them tick, what can I do more of in my life that's better for me and what isn't serving me. And so when I think people read the chapters in the book, often what I'm hearing is, wow, that really resonated. Or now I feel like that chapter, um, the story that was told and they can, can relate to some of the things that are happening, but no one has really told them why. And this book gives them the correlation of, okay, you might be a generator and really need to do X, Y, and Z to, to create that flow in your life. Mm -hmm. Well, and I mean, storytelling is an ancient skill uh, that is used to teach and what a beautiful way. Uh, I really agree because, because it's difficult to be a really good storyteller and get that message across. And so this is just wonderful. So what other types of personalities are there in human design? So the different energy types Mm -hmm. are besides the generator and manifesting generator, which you and I are, I love there's also the project. (laughs) There's also the projector projectors are 20% of the population. And what are they really? Yeah. And they're, they're here to help guide and provide wisdom. Um, They often can be misunderstood if they're not recognized and invited to share that wisdom if they're, but when they are, um, they really are serving sort of that role. There's 9% who are called the manifester energy types, and they're the ones here to create, initiate, and innovate. We're all taught to be that manifester, except there's only 9% of the population really built in a way that creating is sort of their you know, their superpower mm-hmm. and the generators are here to follow through once that innovation is, is created. And then the projectors provide the guidance and the wisdom, um, mm-hmm. on, on that. So you can see sort of all the intertwining of those types. And then the last type is called the reflector and they're rare. They're only 1% okay. and they really are here to sh- help us see the health of the community, the health of the environment, they reflect back what others are experiencing. Mm -hmm. Boy, what a fascinating subject. 
It really is. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant Show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by Cymatrex. And I am speaking with Christy H. Sullivan. How may people connect with you, reach out to you? Do you have a website, an email? How, how would people reach you? Thank you for asking. I do have a website. It's www.christyhsullivan.com, my name. Um, I'm also pretty active on Facebook and I have a Facebook group called Christie's Human Design and Self-Care Community. Mm-hmm. And you can also find me on Instagram a little bit. Wonderful. Yes. And I have visited your Facebook. It's uh, wonderful. A lot of activity going on there. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you feel that you've been called uh, to do this type of work? Definitely. I think when I look back at sort of the stepping stones of my journey, I discovered yoga about 20 years ago, and that Mm -hmm. really expanded my mindset of spirituality and energy and wellness. And that really excited me as well. I became a yoga teacher and wanted to share that with others. And the same thing happened with human design. So seven years ago, I was excited. I started running charts for my friends and family and um, really felt like this information was easy for me to understand or to grasp. And I wanted to make sure others could understand it in a very basic way because it can be complicated. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of my superpowers is helping people to understand things in a way that's just easy to understand and to apply in their life. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. And what extraordinary discovery have you found? I think the discovery happens every time that somebody, uh, once I'm doing a reading with them really yes. has this aha moment and that, that idea that, wow, this tool can be really validating for somebody and help them see themselves for who they are. And, you know, uh, people will say sometimes, do you have a camera behind me? How do you know this? And I'm not predicting or, you know, guessing I'm really just showing them what's already in their system, you know, how they're technically built. So um, it's really interesting. And and I think that's, that's kind of magical to see that happen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's kind of like somebody's able to look into you and tell and tell them who they are uh, at a, maybe a, a deeper level. And it uh, it's uh, and so that's the type of thing that you the feedback that you get that, oh, my goodness, you know me. I mean, as soon as you started to tell me about me, I recognized that was me. Right. <laughs> So yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of like that, right? And does that happen all of the time? It happens a lot, a lot, quite a bit. And and I would also say, you know, human design. It's a beautiful tool because nothing needs to be fixed or changed. There's no right or wrong. Your design is really just who you are. And when you honor more of who you are, you can also start to recognize and honor other people are built differently. And I think that's, that's a beautiful gift to then help change relationships and dynamics, communication styles. Um, When we realize we don't have to fix who we naturally are 
and to honor and, and express it in more of this, again, superpower or the light, not the shadow, but the light side of who we are, then mm-hmm. we can all be a gift. Mm-hmm. Yes, because not only are you beginning to understand who you are, you are beginning to understand who other people are as well. Right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And also, you know, human design can give you some uh, techniques that can be helpful in, in, in making choices in your life. Oh. Each of us have a s- specific um, decision making sort of superpower. And again, um, this is in your chart. It's unique to each person and it's not the head, which we're all taught to do. But for example, in your chart, Rhonda, mm-hmm. it's your power of decision comes from the sacral center. So I bet that does. sacral center, mm-hmm. sort of like your gut feeling. Yeah, that's right? right. So, and the best way to actually access that for you is ask yourself yes, no questions okay. and notice what arises, what gut feeling is it a yes? Is it a no? Okay. And the more you can practice that, the more in tune kids do this naturally. And let me give you the example. So if you sure. ask child, if you ask some of the children who have maybe sacral authority, whether um, they want, you know, this or that to eat, they'll sometimes say, uh-huh, or uh-uh. And then okay. we teach them to use their words and not use that sound. But that sound is really the gut sacral answering. Oh, okay. And so, and I guess other people who, um, and, and I guess everybody could do that, right? If they, if they wanted to. So what else is there that is a teaching? That's kind of, yeah, I love this. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so So, curious about this. Tell me more. Let me just go, go back and say, not everyone has that sacral gut. Okay. It really is for a certain amount, uh, usually the generators and manifesting generators have access to that, but sometimes there's some decision-making, um, again, intuitiveness that might be more predominant. The other thing for you that I want to mention in your chart is that you're a manifesting generator, which means your throat energy Mm -hmm. is strong. Mm -hmm. Um, that's probably why you're doing a podcast. Podcast, Yes. Yeah. And that, um, you know, not everybody has what I would say defined energy in their throat like me. So when you speak, you have great authority, you have great responsibility and to also invite others to speak like you do on the podcast, because Mm -hmm. that then gives other people a voice. Right. Well, that's interesting that you're saying that because uh, I've all, um, you know, I've developed that skill. And one of the things that I do is that I, uh, I have a building company. And so um, I'm not the builder, uh, but I'm part owner in this company. And my job is to show up and work with the trades at the end. And so we're talking about the kitchen people, the painters and um, the people who uh, put the stairs in the stand, all those, all the finishing stuff of the bathrooms and kitchens and stuff like that. And uh, often uh, there'll be a new guy uh, who's coming to install the stairs. And the new guy who's installing the stairs has installed stairs for his whole life. And there I am waiting for him to show up so that we can discuss how my stairs are going to be installed. Not the stairs, but the railings, the ballast and things like that. 
And there's always a little bit of pushback. They're like, uh, no, 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 no. I, I know what I'm doing here. I said, oh, no, I know what you're doing. And I want you to tell me, you know, how you intend uh, to uh, do what you're doing. And they tell me and I said, okay, that's that sounds really good. But for this, these stairs for this house, this is what we're going to do. And I let them know what they're going to do. And you know what, it just is as smooth as silk. And they say, yes, and they get me involved in it, I get them involved with it. But the thing is, is I've honored their trade, these men are and women, uh, because we do have women car uh, carpenters, are there's, they're so proud of their product, and they're so proud of what they do. And sometimes that that exchange between me and and the and the worker is longer. Sometimes it takes longer for the convincing, but the convincing happens. Um, and uh, so I, it is it is strong. I do have a skill uh, for sure in in that incident. So thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And the last thing I'll say too that something that we share is called our profile, which is. Right two ways that we sort of show up as characters in this life. And ah. one, one is the profiles is called the opportunist. And that just means that you have probably a strong network of business associates or colleagues or friends. And that network is really um, important. You can help connect people. Uh, you do that. I'm sure through the podcast, as well as your business. Um, and the other profile is called the role model. And this right. is important because in our third phase of life after age 50, we become what's called the role model. We've done our experimenting in our life. We've done our inner work. And then in, in a natural order, you become sort of a guide for others. Mm. That sounds really nice. <laughs> I, I really, yeah. I, I really like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, mesmerized by what you do. And um, is there anything more you can, you can tell us? I think the, the idea that is, is this is sort of a, a reading of what I would do um, in a longer format, of course, um, right. to help you understand who you are. And there's so many combinations and we dive into what I call the rabbit hole and just start to look at each layer. Um, it also helps you to understand if something doesn't resonate that it could mm -hmm. be conditioning or programming. Right. Like for example, mm -hmm. if you had a defined throat as a youngster and you spoke up a lot, and then maybe someone said to you, children should be seen and not heard, right. you might've su suppressed that voice okay. and really- it's natural for you to be speaking, um, so to so to say, and and that natural way should be expressed now, you know, as who you are in a, authentically. Mm -hmm. And um, if you recognize, wow, that upbringing of mine really shifted how I saw myself. Right. Then you have the choice of of becoming more authentic now. Mm -hmm. Yes, because um, you know. Uh, by the time we graduate high school and then university or college, uh, we've been conditioned almost to death. You know, we could lose ourselves and really who we are along the way, not just by the institutions that we attend, but the groups that we hang out with and how you're to act and how you're not supposed to act and how uh, you're influenced. Um, 
until you get to a certain point in your life and you go, uh, just a second, I think um, I really don't want to do this anymore. And you take a left or right turn and you end up doing something that you absolutely love. And I hear this more often than not, but I mean, it's not that anything is lost. I mean, you bring your marketing background to this and it enhances it. And it it's almost like that was part of the recipe that was needed, really, if you think back, in order for the next thing to happen. Do you feel that? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That was a that's a great um, description. And I would say when I started my marketing career, that yes. that was really the right thing for me at that time. Oh, yeah, it helped me t- to definitely develop so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so extraordinary. And uh, so is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners? I, our, our listeners are just going to be wanting to eat this up. And I know that they're going to want to know more. And so I'm just wondering, is there anything that I haven't asked you that you wish that I would have asked you that you'd like to talk about? It can be anything. Well, I definitely can leave uh, folks with some opportunities to connect with me and and what I offer. Before I do that, though, I do want to always mention with self-care that even if you don't know your human design, I always encourage people be doing self-care on a daily basis. Right. There's a ripple effect. When you show up in your authentic energy um, from the self-care that you've done, when you're able to put on that oxygen mask and Mm -hmm. nurture yourself, then that has a ripple effect to others. And so I just, uh, when women are busy, um, Mm -hmm. overworking, that's Mm -hmm. always the first advice is, is what are you doing for Mm self-care? And then it, go ahead. And then if, if you'd like to um, learn more about human design, I do offer a a once a month uh, zoom chat, So I give an overview of human design for free once a month. And then I have one-to-one readings or group sessions. So I even did a a reading for a family once. It was really fun. That's extraordinary. I love it. So when you talk about self-care, there's some people who are not going to know um, how deep they can actually go with self-care. I mean, and so we often talk about morning routines. And sometimes people will have, I mean, you, you um, are a great advocate of yoga, Um, meditation. I mean, that's one of the things that I try and get into my day every single day is meditation. So can you just kind of list a few things that people can maybe have a journal and, and check off that they're actually taking care of themselves? I'll mention a few different categories of of self-care, because I definitely think that it's unique to everyone. What feels good for you feels nurturing. So one level we know is sort of the, you know, eat well, get rest, um, and, you know, have movement, exercise, stay healthy. Um, and that's great. And that's something you should probably be doing on a daily basis anyway, but there's another level where you're doing more inner work. And sometimes it's through meditation and journaling um, or connecting to nature, doing these things that really are more uh, helping to you to shift on the inside out. Mm -hmm. Um, The next layer is working with someone, maybe learning about or ancestral clearing 
or ways to reprogram even neural, uh, neuro linguistics, I think it's called where you're reprogramming your brain and, um, reducing self-limiting talks, noticing your mindset. And that takes some time to do, but again, needs to be some daily practice. Um, Gratitude journaling can definitely be helpful too. That's another one. Oh, yes. Uh, Gratitude, I find to be one of the most effective tools to bring more good things into your life. I'm interested in what you just said there. Um, And uh, what did you say? Uh, ancient cleaning or ancestral cleaning, clearing, sorry. Clearing. Ancest- cl- yeah. Yes. What is ancestral that? I've cl- never heard of that. Yeah. So there's showing research that, um, you know, through your DNA, certain things can be passed down oh, yes. um, and including, you know, trauma uh, effects of trauma and mm-hmm. again, programming and ways that we think. Mm-hmm. And for example, if, um, you had parents who grew up in the depression or my parents who grew up you know, during world war two, okay. there was a lot of experiences and they had that and it may have gotten passed down to, to children, mm-hmm. um, through either what we learned. Um, it also could have been from generations past beyond like oh, the depression yes. and war. Oh, yes. So ancestral clearing gives you the opportunity to heal what's being passed down and to know that it may not no longer serve you in your current life. So it's a process. Um, I've worked with others. I've done something called family constellation work that helped me to understand sort of what's getting passed down in the generations. Mm -hmm. And is it mostly trauma or what types of things are passed down? I know that. And also there's things that disappear too. Uh, from some races, from some parts of the world, because what was going on at that time. And one of the biggest mm-hmm. things is uh, the Inquisition, how uh, certain genomes are, are not found in subjects because of it. So what are some, uh, mm-hmm. do you have an example? So it doesn't have to be just trauma. I use the example in my personal um, mm-hmm. story and my book is that I was you know, taught to work hard Mm-hmm. That working hard equaled success, right? And um, that might have come from you know generations of either business owners and the idea in Eastern Europe that you know right. you had to put uh, blood, sweat, and tears into your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like learning human design, I realized, well, if I'm working so hard that it's really creating imbalance or frustration or burnout. Mm-hmm. That that's affect that then affects my health and well being. Right. But what if I operate in a way that's more in line with my energy, and then I work differently? So healing some of that mindset of of hard work definitely was one of the things I addressed. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people can relate to that, Christy, for sure. Well, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. I mean, I could talk to you for a long time and and um, really get a lot of information out of you here, but I know that your time is valuable. And I really um, ask our listeners to reach out to Christy. I mean, this is this could be life-changing for some people. That's the, the, the key here is that 
um, you know, it could actually assist you with your journey, which is an awesome thing. I just think what you're doing is awesome. I'm really glad that you made that shift from what you were doing full time to doing this full time. And boy, I might uh, just join in on one of those Zoom calls that you're offering. Great. I would love to have you. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you. It's been such a pleasure. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend, John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rondagrantauthor.com. That's rondagrantauthor.com. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.